We get to remember what he did. And in fact, this morning, our scripture that we're going to be reading, uh, that we're going to be looking at is Isaiah chapter 12. And I just think that this scripture is so perfect for today. The celebratory nature, the thankfulness that we prayerfully have. Right after Isaiah chapter 11, when the Messiah comes, and when there's just excitement, but that also means judgment and things that are mentioned. In, verse tw- or in chapter 12 of Isaiah, it goes on, 1 through 6, it says, You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Anybody the cross? Anybody? His anger turned away to Jesus who died the perfect sacrifice for our sins. But going on in verse 2, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the well of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praise to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. On this Sunday morning, we get to praise the Lord. On a Thanksgiving weekend, we get to praise the Lord. Whatever the situation is, we can know that the anger of God has been taken from us and put on Jesus because of what he did on the cross. Our sin and what disqualifies us from being in God's presence is no more if we've come to the Lord and we've let him bring us wholeness and life and forgiveness. The last several weeks we've been talking about, or a couple months even, uh, about Paul in, the, in Philippians. He was a servant of the Lord. What he did over and over in prison throughout his life, he worshiped and he had joy. And there's something about a thankful heart that changes everything. So this morning, that's what we're going to look at, Isaiah chapter 12. We're going to look at six things, fly through them this morning, what the Word of God is. We read six verses. We'll talk about six things this morning, and uh, hopefully you're going to be encouraged, and we can have a great worship time to end our morning together. First verse, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Now, I was thinking about this. In my own personal life, we have five kids. That means I have a lot of opportunities. Uh, I, try, I try not to be angry, but I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, man, kids can make you just... <sighs> There's some of you kids in the room. You should help your parents. You really should. It would be really nice of you if you can help them. Right, But there's moments when you're like, ugh, and discipline. And my thought of discipline, I want to be a parent. In fact, can I real fast, like a 30-second teaching for parents today. Discipline is good. You need to discipline your children. Please discipline your children. For the rest of society, please discipline your children. Right? Discipline is good. But what I love on the end of this is that the anger of God was turned away, right? But then that he might comfort me. And God sent Jesus to this earth to die on a cross, what we just remembered, to lay it all down for us, to take the anger of God from our sin and what we have done, to turn it to Jesus, took the anger of God away and put it on Jesus. Anybody thankful for Jesus? Anybody thankful you don't have to do it on your own? Because I'm in big trouble. We're all in big trouble. But Jesus came. He died for us. And now the anger, the wrath of God, a word that could be used, is turned from us to him. If only we come and accept him. But with that, in the other 
thinking of discipline, I also pray, Lord, if I need to be disciplined, Lord, please come and help me. I don't want to just keep going down some path in a wrong way. I would rather be disciplined with my children. I would much rather discipline my children. But sometimes it'd be easier just to lock the door and let them, you know, royal rumble out there, whatever's going on, I'm not sure. And it's fine. And no, that's not how we're going to live because we are going to love each other and we're going to care for each other. We're going to discipline. We're going to do those things. But then we get to say, Lord, thank you for discipline. And thank you that now I'm out of that discipline season. Anybody been in a, a spot where God corrected you? No one wants to be there. We don't want to stay there, but we might need that. And then we get to say, Lord, thank you for Jesus who took my sin. Right? Thank you that I'm good. And now thank you that you put me on track so I'm not going down a road that hurts myself or others. That would be what sin is. So Lord Jesus, today, thank you that you have come. And then the fact that he doesn't only just turn his head away from that, the wrath or you know, discipline maybe in our life, but he wants to comfort us. He wants to comfort you. Parent, if you are in the room and you discipline your child, there should be comfort and love on the other side of that discipline. Right? If we only discipline, that's not good parenting. Discipline is very important. But comfort and love must come. Because what? I want my kids to be vital members of society. I don't want them to show up on the news for 90% of what the news is, which is bad stuff. Right? I don't want that. So discipline must happen. But then there must be comfort and care and love so that my kids know that I love them. That I care for them. And Someone might need to hear in the room, if you are in a place of discipline, or you need to be in a place of discipline, to listen to the Lord, take the discipline, and then get on the path that you should be on. And let God comfort you. Let him come around you and say, that was rough, but now we were where we should be, and now we're going to move forward. Jesus took it, which means I will give thanks to the Lord. No matter what happens, the rest of this service, the rest of our lives, if we can understand, Lord, you died on a cross for me. You took the wrath of God from me and put it on yourself, Jesus, so that I can be whole and can be a part of heaven in the future. Come on. There's nothing better than that. Jesus took the wrath of the Father on himself. So let's give thanks this morning. Continuing on in verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. He is our salvation. Once again, it's not you. It's not how good you are, how great I am. We can trust him because he is our salvation. But the, the writer here couldn't even stop there. It says, for the Lord God is my strength and my song. And then it says something a double time in the same verse. And has become my salvation. Jesus died. He is our salvation. He is the Holy One. He is the God who died for us. But then he becomes our salvation as we walk in him and as we give ourselves to him. Which means he is our salvation no matter whether we want to take it or not because he's already died for us. But do we graft ourselves into the family of God? Do we come into relationship to him? Do we give our sin to him? Or do we exclude ourselves? He already is our salvation, but now we have he has become our salvation. Today, we can trust him. Today, we can give thanks to him. Today, we can give glory and honor and power to the God of the universe. Who didn't only, he's not only our salvation. That would be awesome, but he has become our salvation. A double whammy, God loves you. He cares for you. In fact, I want to be sure that every person in this room hears it. 
If you feel like, ah, I'm not good enough. If you feel like no one cares for me. If you feel like any of those things that you say, I just struggle with this. This verse should tell you, he already died for you. He's already, and he welcomes us in. He is our salvation and he becomes our salvation. He loves you. Every person in this room, if you struggle to believe it, I want you to know the God of the universe died on a cross for your sins. And today we can worship him. Today we can trust him. Maybe everybody else in the world could let us down. Everybody else in the world world could do it wrong. But God is the one we can trust. He's our salvation. and He becomes our salvation. He's our our resource and our refuge. We look to him for our needs and our salvation. So let's trust the God of the universe this morning. As we continue in verse 3, it goes on and says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. He is our salvation and now we can draw water. Now when I was thinking about this, just doing a little looking and thinking of the Bible day's time. uh, Today, I feel every one of us, we can get some water. You can turn your, your faucet on in your house. You can get water. If your house doesn't have water, you can go to your next door neighbor for every once in a while. Or if that, you could drive to church or get into a different community. Like water is not a thing we worry about. We're blessed in the world because a lot of people do. But in their day, a well was a huge, huge deal. In fact, I was thinking back to my childhood. And Cypress Church, we sold our other building at Avery where we were for a long, long time. But... Over there, before city water made it to our building, there was a well that supplied water to our building. This was great because when that was no longer needed, instead of getting rid of it, they just put like a, a pipe with a nozzle on the top, and which meant you could go and you could get water out of this well anytime. And I loved it because I did a lot of mowing and a lot of manual labor of different sorts and weed eating and push mowing and Dad, the mound, there was a mound that it would have been like at least all the, more than all the way around this building. Was that mound horrible? That was bad. And there were, they made us put trees all over it so you couldn't use the, the riding mower everywhere. Dad somehow, I think, figured it out. He's like, I'm not doing that push mowing stuff. Like, he, he made it happen. But man, you would push mow. It would be 80 or 90 degrees on a really hot summer day. And if no one was there, I could go and I could get water from that faucet. And it was the best water. It was just well water. But somehow it was the best, non-touched, just straight out of the ground, well water. There's something about it. And here, when you think of drawing from the well of salvation in their day, to have a well was huge. The people would have said, whoa, a well of salvation that that comes from God. This is not a small thing, but it's a life-giving thing. It's something that means instead of death, I can now have life. And when we think about the goodness of God, thanking him and trusting him, being able to draw well uh, from the well of salvation, that means whatever you need, whenever you need, God is there and you can go and you can turn on the well and you can get a drink. You can turn on the spirit and you can say, Lord, you're moving in my life. We don't have to be away from or say, man, I wonder what service I have to go to. We want you to come on Tuesday night, but we don't come on Tuesday night because you can't get the Lord somewhere else because the well is there for you. But we come together and there's an excitement part of it, right? So we want to be together, but also on Monday morning, you can turn on the well. You can say, Lord, I need filled up. And it's there consistently and constantly that you can draw from the well of salvation. John 4, 14, 
In there, Jesus promised to us, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Church, if you feel dry, if you feel like you just don't know what to do, drink of the well of salvation today. Trust in the Lord and give him thanks because even when I don't know yet, the well is still there. He's still there. He hasn't left. It's not run dry and it will never run dry. It is important to remember, and I think I'm so thankful that if we think about it, it's his well, it's his water, it's his rope, it's his bucket, everything to do with the spirit, it's, it's him. It's not us being some amazing thing that we get to some level and now, no, we come to the Lord and his everything is what fills us, which means today, If it's been the worst three months or six months or three days of your life, it is time to say, Lord, I need to come to the well of salvation. I need to receive. If even this morning your your life wasn't where it should be, maybe there was sin or there was something that just wasn't what it should have been. Today is the day to say, Lord, I come to the well. I I Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of these things. I I don't want that discipline. I want to be where I should be and doing what I should be doing. But I trust you. And Lord, I'm going to turn on that faucet. You know, when I was thinking about that uh, uh, well from the other building over at Avery, it was about this high. So you'd get down, you'd turn it on, and there's something about realizing, Lord, if I want to receive from the well of salvation, it's not like, I got this, I'm good. That's how we want to come to God, right? I, I know the answer. No, we need to get down. We need to let God move in us. We need to turn it on. I'll tell you what, if it's really hot, you don't only want to get a little water, but you let that thing run over the top of your head and down your back, right? Like, Lord Jesus, I want to come down before you and let you pour your spirit out upon me. I'm going to receive of the well of salvation. He's good. Draw from the well. Verse 4 goes on. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. We have to understand that it's our job to proclaim that his name is exalted. To tell somebody else. We start by saying, thank you, Lord. We give you praise. But there's another part of us that should go beyond only, Lord, you're good, which is awesome. But now it's time to start telling somebody else. It's time to get excited. It's time to tell the world around us that he is good. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds. Lynn, I love this morning. You're like, this is awesome. God moved and I want to tell somebody. Maybe somebody in the room needs some faith. Maybe somebody in the room needs to be built up this morning. And when we start to shout out the goodness of God, the exaltation of God, how good he is, then somebody is going to be encouraged around us. Is it possible that somebody, maybe that's not here on a Sunday morning, maybe somebody at your work on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, maybe they need you to declare the goodness of God in your life. Maybe they need you to talk about how good he is and what he is doing in you. You don't have to get the Bible out and preach to them. You can just talk about the goodness of God and what he's doing in your life. Starts to make things change. Our attitudes change. Our, our, for, our focus change. Make mention that his name is exalted. In fact, I would say a true worshiper can't stop talking about the greatness of God. 
can't stop. How can we just come do our normal life? But no, when I'm in him and his presence is around me and I'm drawing from his well and I'm experiencing the trust I have in the creator of the universe, I'm giving him thanks and I'm going to continue to do it wherever I am and whatever season I'm in. If it's easy or if it's hard, if I'm by myself in my car, I'm at church with a bunch, at a seek the spirit on a Tuesday night, something we don't even normally do, or maybe it's in a workplace environment where I just have to talk about how good God is. That's what I want in my life. And I believe the word would speak to us today. Keep talking about the greatness of God. Two more, verse five and verse six this morning. We're gonna jump back in to worship is we're gonna sing praise. Verse five, sing praises to the Lord for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Let it be made known in all the earth. Proclaim the goodness of God. I will sing praises to the Lord. In fact, just real simple. If the Lord has become your song, if he's become your song, if, if he is what you speak and what you praise, then sing it. Sing the song the Lord has given you. Talk about what God has done in your life. In fact, I want to encourage us. Sometimes we can look at all of the other things around us. We can look at the problems and the situations and probably every person in this room could say, well, here's a few things that I'm struggling with or here's a few things in my health or here's a, right? We are on a sin-filled world and on a sin-filled earth living here. But there's something about when I begin to sing praises because of how great he is, when I begin to lift up a shout to the Lord, when we're going to say, Lord, you are better than all of that stuff. You are better than anything that can come against me because I can always go back to he died for me. The wrath of God is no longer on me. It's on Jesus because he took my sin. And lastly this morning, verse 6. Shout and sing for joy. There's some people in the room this morning that you might need to do something out of your character. Get a little bit of an excitement. You might need to even literally shout this morning. That you begin to say, Lord, I'm going to shout. In fact, we're going to do that first, or the song we did last, just a second ago. We're going to sing it again, that brand new song. Why? Because it says it. We're going to shout. We're going to thanks. We're going to give praise to God. We're going to worship him. And then we're going to take some moments. And we're not only going to shout, but we're going to get into his throne room. One of my new favorite songs, we're going to sing Echo Holy, just sitting around the throne, thinking of what it would be like. Can you imagine with us just for a moment, someday in heaven with the angels? And I want to encourage you, listen, look at the words of the song, take them in. But then don't just sing what's on the screen, but begin to make your own words to the Lord. Begin to sing praises to God. Begin to worship him. Begin to shout for joy. It says, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Great in your midst. The third song we're going to sing is called Glory, Honor, Power. It's exactly that, giving him, giving him what he's due because he is great. All glory, all honor, all power to our God. Sing it, why? Because he's not only 2,000 years ago. We're not only thanking him for that, or we're not only trusting him, even, which is enough, the well of salvation, which is plenty. Not only that we're going to exalt him, not only that we're going to sing praise, but we're going to shout for the Holy One because he is with us. He's in our midst. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. And someone today needs to hear, God's not far from you. We talked about him loving you, but I want you to know today that he is right here in your midst. On Sunday morning, 
It, would be, it wouldn't be nice. Old school, it was only on Sunday morning. It was only when they came to the tabernacle. But today we take him with us, which means he's in your midst on Monday morning and Tuesday afternoon and Thursday night, whatever time of day, whenever it is, he's in your midst. And today we get to celebrate him. We get to shout it out. We get to sing for, for praise to the exalted one who is right here, right in your midst. He knows your situation. He knows your struggles. He knows what you just had to go through. He knows maybe for some the victory and the excitement, but for others the most difficult season of your life. He knows and he loves you. And today we can, we can sing praise and thank, give thanks to the exalted one who is right here with us. Like that's how we're going to end our day is we're going to worship. We're going to worship. We're going to give thanks we're going to sing and gather around the throne and, and, and echo holy. We're going to sing praise and glory and honor and power. We're going to give him praise. And I want to encourage us today to let God speak. Let God move. Let God maybe bring you. Maybe some people need to come and find a spot and kneel at an altar. Maybe somebody needs to kneel at your chair. Maybe for some today, instead of maybe standing or doing your normal, maybe today you're going to raise a hand. Or maybe like Pastor Chris, sometimes you just can't help it. And you got to start jumping a little bit. Why? Because there's just something special about the power of God. And it's not about what you do, but it's about would you worship God today? And would you take it to another level? Would you shout? Would you sing? Would you praise? Would you trust him? Would you exalt him? And then we're going to take him out of this place on Sunday morning to our world, to our houses. Let the goodness of God rest upon you. He is so, so good. So if we could all over the room, could we stand to our feet this morning? Could we prepare our hearts to worship the God of the universe, to bring praise and glory and honor, to thank him? Lord, we are so thankful for your love. We're so thankful, God, that on a Thanksgiving weekend, if it was the best or the not best Thanksgiving of our life, Lord, it doesn't change the fact that today we have a God who is on the throne. That we're going to give you praise. We're going to give you glory. We're going to give you honor. That we're going to be able to echo holy with the heavenlies today. We're going to lift you up. And Lord, we're going to kick it by just thanking you, God. Because you're so good. You are so good. Thank you for what we remembered and you dying on that cross. But Lord, coming back to life and sitting at the right hand of the Father. Lord, thank you today. We choose to worship. We choose to praise. We choose to honor you. Lord, and today we choose to exalt the King of Kings who is here today. That you are with us. So Lord, as you are with us, we pray we would respond like you are with us. Because that's where you are. So today, as we worship, as we turn this place into a place of prayer, a place of worship, a place of not singing words off of a screen, but Lord, worshiping you, letting our own song coming forth, Lord, letting just praise of the God of the universe, Lord, be what is normal for us today and tomorrow and the next day. God, would you show up in a special way? We love you. We give you all praise and glory this morning. Come on, church. God is so good in this place and I just there were a couple words that came forward and uh, man if someone is struggling today I want you to know two times God spoke this morning that he's here he wants to come and lift you up maybe even the the thought of a, a bitter taste that he's going to turn what's bitter into honey he's going to switch that around in your life we give him praise and glory and honor and thankfulness he is going to do it in your life today
So I want to encourage us. Let's be a church that worships and praises. And even maybe there a time this week in your car. You turn on some worship music. You might have to get a little singy or a little shouty even in your car. Don't shout at the other people on the road. Just give God a shout. Let's, let's shout out to him because he's so good. And watch him turn whatever's going on in your life. And those that life's smooth right now. Come on, let's, let's enjoy it. Worship him. Give it all. Give it all to him. Watch him progress and, and grow you even in this season, wherever you are. So Lord, one more time, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. All glory, all honor, all power to your name. Lord Jesus, we're thankful that we can praise you. We're thankful that we can trust you. We're thankful that we can worship you. The exalted one, the holy one. And Lord, not someone who's distanced, but God, you are here in our midst. And today, let us walk that way. This week, let us walk that way. That the God of the universe goes with us, before us, with us, behind us. You are there with us. So Lord, we worship you. Not only from 11 to 12 o'clock, but Lord, all week long, Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We give you glory and honor and praise today. You are so, so, so good, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. We worship you. Church, God is good. Let's walk in him this week. Let's take him with us. And I just want to encourage you. Already mentioned in, during announcements, but Tuesday night, our Seek the Spirit night, you should come join us. We're going to have so much fun. I am pumped personally just for the night. Would love to have you come. Sign up, Rating.Family, so we can let them know. If you forget, just come anyways. It's going to be good. Uh, if you want to ride, be sure to sign up. We'll be leaving here at 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. And uh, if you just want to drive up there, we'll see you up there. But we love you all. Thank you for worshiping. Pray that you have the great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, man, God is good. Let's go tell somebody about him. Let's go share his love. And let's walk in thankfulness this week. Love you all. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. We'll see you again soon.